We're back with another episode of the Creative Club podcast. You're here with John Marsh. And if you're a coach or a creative business owner, this is your show to learn the key skills you need to attract dream clients, grow your business, and build confidence. You're going to hear strategies and stories from real life business owners. are going to shine a light on some of their insights so we can help you take the next step you need to grow your own business. Let's jump into the show. This is John Marsh, and today we're talking with Lachlan Simpson. Maybe take us back a little bit. You know, when we first met, you had come out of doing some coaching work. Um, I know we trained together briefly in the gym, and you certainly know what you're doing in there. Maybe get us up to speed on where you came from and how you got into I guess the exercise sort of world, which was sort of your portal to what you're doing. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I think it started like very young for me. Like, um, I just loved sports, sports growing up. Um, a lot of footy, a lot of just like different sports throughout primary school and then fell in love with rugby. Yeah. And I think I was always kind of like, I'm not going to say the most talented, but I definitely like worked the hardest. And I always tried to outwork everyone in the gym or on the field. And I realized that I could use that as an advantage of mine to get to the place that I wanted to go, which was professional rugby. Mm. And I realized looking back now like that, there was a lot of underlying layers of what I was doing. Um, but at the time, like I just loved training. Yeah. So I really got into it. And then I was like, okay, this is the thing that I want to do. This is when you're at high school. It was a high school and it was like a pretty high pressure environment. Like I, I worked, um, like I wanted to be the best yeah. and that was the driver. And then after school studied sport and exercise science because I just loved exercise and knew that it would help me understanding that would help me get to the place that I wanted to go. Yeah. And then a lot of injuries sort of came into the mix. Um, and I started to look at things a little bit differently like i was like okay like maybe everything that i'm doing now isn't really like adding up mm -hmm. and that started me on a path of looking at different alternative routes so i was like okay like maybe there's more to this exercise thing than just like three by eight sets and reps five by five yeah and so forth and then going down the route of like looking into I thought, like I remember I was in like year 10 and I was listening to Barbell Shrugged. Okay. The yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I just like, I was like, wow, these guys have got some like cool shit to say. And then found CrossFit. Yeah. And I was coaching throughout that whole time. Um, and when I found CrossFit, like, and looking at it from that sort of, that lens of like functional movements and different, um, different stimuluses, I was like, okay, like this has something to it. This is a little bit more than just like standard strength and conditioning. Um, and throughout that time, there was like a fair few injuries and I'd really started to shift my passion from playing footy to, I was just, I just love training. I yeah. Like, I think this is the thing now. Yeah. And with the injuries, I was like, okay, like I need to put a, put a halt on, on playing footy and just really immerse myself in coaching. Yeah. And exercise. In training. Yeah. Because CrossFit really gives you, it, it's for I don't know if this is what you felt but when I first kind of started that it was like the first time where the working out became the thing 
and you mm. just got a green light to just do that. Yeah. You didn't yeah. really, there was nothing else really. Yeah. Well, that was the thing that was like me and a buddy of mine when yeah. we were playing footy and like, we liked playing footy, but, um, probably liked training more than footy. So we we're just in the gym all the time. And then like, once we stopped, we both sort of stopped at the same time. We're like, okay, we can just, just train now. Yeah. And it was awesome for that period of time. Like I really enjoyed it and learned a lot. But when your soul fixation comes to just being working out, yeah, there's a lot of things you miss. And that's, I think, that's probably led me on the path to where I am now of like questioning things um, about whether they are the healthiest thing for us. Yeah. So talk a little bit about your... Uh, coaching your deeper coaching experience because you got right into I guess CrossFit right and functional training and whether competing or coaching at high levels talk a little bit about that world yeah for a bit what was that like coaching was good I was in a really good environment to learn like I think I was like speed tracked into like development as a coach. I was in like a really good environment, had good mentors, good bosses and a, and a good, um, this was in Sydney. This is in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that alone, just having a good connection to people like teaching me how to coach, uh, more effectively was like a, a really good valuable asset. Um, around the same time as I like really got into coaching CrossFit or functional fitness, that was when I went pretty hard, on compete like doing it myself and it was just like i was just burning the like the, the match from both ends like mm. it was like pretty exhausting coaching high like output exercise like all day mm. and then doing it yourself mm. and you're just like so fried yeah um but it was super like the vibes were high like it's a fun thing to do yeah but i'm quite introverted so it's like quite a lot to give all the time mm-hmm. um but yeah that's and then as a coach what was the first sign or as an athlete that you because we'll get into talking about the food and and mm. the breath and mindfulness mm. what was the first sign i guess of a pain point or of a like oh like yeah you know like because i've been there too it's like oh like something's not quite was it like a mental state was it a, an injury when did you start to go okay i, I there could be something i think that i'm all, missing always been injuries okay yeah and i really like the adage that like never waste an injury because they're yeah. such good teachers yeah um but from my transition to, from rugby to, to coaching and CrossFit or that side of things, it was an injury mm-hmm. or multiple injuries. And then when I was still like training really hard and I was like, I thought that was the thing that I had to do to kind of get over those injuries. But things like kept coming up and I could see it like everyone that you work with in those sort of environments, they're like, there's niggles, there's like stuff going on all the time. And that for me was like, a really big red flag mm. like this is meant to be health this is mm. meant to be like what we do to like get over those things yeah and they still come up you the chiro or the physio like once a fortnight and just patching things up and it was i think i've always had like personally like a relationship with my body that hasn't been so positive in the past so anytime i would get a niggle or an injury i would get really down about it mm-hmm. And I saw that with other people. They're like, you can't express yourself fully when you've 
like fixated on a pain. Mm. And that for me was like, this isn't the route forward. Mm-hmm. It's a part to play, but I don't think it's the the path that I want to take or that I think other people should take. So you were basically, your new thought was hardcore training isn't the be all end all. Yeah. 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 Funny that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, what... Tell us a little bit about the next stage. Obviously, it's a, it's evolving, which is super cool and always the case. Um, I know now you teach over at Infuse, which mm. is amazing because I, I love what they do. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, tell us about how, firstly, maybe with the exercise work you do as a coach and yeah. with your own practice, yeah. how have things shifted um, either day-to-day or how mm. you're thinking about what you do with your body and yeah. with your movement and with your training. Yeah. Um, I think with that one, there's, it's always a constant flux. Like there's always that little voice in the head that you, like you should be working out harder. You should be doing more. And I think that's just conditioning. Like there's always, um, whether it be looking at social media, there's people doing more than you. And you look at that and you're like, okay, like I need to be doing those things. And even when I kind of made the pivot from like CrossFit and strength and conditioning to more movement orientated approach there's still that same like that issue right like you're like okay i gotta get press handstand i gotta do like muscle up progressions and all those things and it's the same problem yeah it's exactly dressed up in different yeah 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 so i think i really like paul check's analogy like it's sort of way of looking at working in and working out it's Mm -hmm. like the yin and the yang you have to have like a 50 50 split or maybe it's 60 40 at different periods of time like you're trying to find that balance point and like that was the realization for me is you have to be in tune with your body day to day to be able to understand where that balance lies. So yesterday, for instance, I think it was yesterday, I woke up and I had a training session plan with a friend and I got there and I was just like, just not feeling, I was like, I don't really, I'm not feeling like I need to work out hard. I'm like feeling janky and tense and, and my nervous system was just like super jacked. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need to like lift weights or, or do something hard today. And being okay to be like, I don't have to do that thing on paper. I can do something else now or I can like even working with clients, you can see where they're at on a day-to-day basis and be like, like, let's pull that back Mm. as opposed to like, because it's written on paper, just doing it. Yeah. How do you manage that in a client setting Mm. when you have the program or like the thing on the whiteboard that you know was planned and then somebody's a little flat a little um tense as a coach like how do you modify the work or what sort of feedback loop do you create because i i definitely believe in what you're saying how do you go about navigating that on the floor with the people that you work with it's hard it's hard yeah (laughs) it's very hard i think it's it's just a conversation that needs to be had and you won't get it right every time. Like if you're coaching a group, you might have two or three people out of the eight that are receptive to what you're saying mm-hmm. and the others are just going to ignore it and still do the thing. And that's just where they're at. Yeah. And I've kind of had to realize that because in the past, it's like you want them to be where you think they should be or where they need to be, but they're not always going to get there kind of thing. So I think it's about if it's in a group setting, creating a dialogue that allows people to be like okay like i'm just where i am in my body today and you can pose questions like throughout a warm-up like say you're doing like some joint rotations or something giving people that opportunity just to check in with how things are feeling Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like um it's just a stop like you're just stopping 
yeah. just for a brief period of time to back, oh, I probably don't need to push it today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it comes back to the conversation. It's not, um, it's hard to expect people to understand what you're saying um, or to know what you're thinking if you're not conversing about it. Mm. How old are you now? 23. Yeah. So, you know, you are very young to have this awareness around, mm. let's just call it like simply like not going so hard. Mm. Um, do you think that that's because you just compressed I think the time frame? Yeah. So you just yeah. went harder in a shorter space of time earlier yeah. than other people? Yeah. I think I've done a lot of reflecting on it this year, especially like I've just gone pretty deep into that side of things and understanding why I've got this sort of outlook now. Yeah. And I think it was because I considered myself to be in a fair amount of pain when I was going through that. Like I was I was using exercise just to deal with demons, essentially, like stuff that I hadn't yeah. looked at. And it was like a lot of layers. And I was, comp- as you said, compressing it into a short period of time. And it was the thing. It was the main thing. Mm. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, like exercise sort of three or four times a week. It's like every day is like it's a big it's session. It's your job, yeah. Yeah, it's your job. So I think having that polarity of being like, this also caused me a lot of pain sort of prompted me to reevaluate quite rapidly. Yeah. And I think that shifted my perspective quite drastically. One of the challenges that uh, I remember going through this and one of the challenges was when you kind of get spat out the other side, Mm. it's hard to start a new conversation because a lot of your peers maybe Still aren't there. having that conversation. Yeah. And it's not from a judgmental place, but yeah. just like, hey, like who wants to talk about um, going for a walk? Mm. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about how you're basically stirring the pot there, starting to talk mm. to people. You've got some cool projects happening. What do you, what's some of the initiative that you're doing to get this conversation happening with people in the culture? Yeah, I think it's like, as you said, like it's, or for me, for instance, it's a very new thing that I'm actually putting out there. I think in the past, I tried to hold on to what people expected me to do. So I'd be like putting out exercise tutorials on how to do a deadlift or, or so forth. Um, and, and like social media content. Yeah, social media sort of stuff. And I like, I just don't think, there's enough people talking about the other side. So I think that was the real catalyst to be like, okay, like I have to start putting things out there now. And it's just about framing it in a way that still lands with people. So I think like, obviously not going too far that it's just like almost woo woo and preaching. Yeah. yeah. Preaching it, but it's like just offering a tool. Like it's just another solution for people to try um, implement for people to try as opposed to being like, you have to do this thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, that's, that's how I'm trying to get it out there and like talk about it, um, to reach people where they're at and try and offer them an alternative solution mm-hmm. to their problem. And we can talk a little bit about some of those things, uh, in a sec. What, what did you, what's the tie in with the food? Mm. Talk to us a little bit about the yeah. permaculture. I know you spent some time with the guys at Jungle Brothers. Yeah. What's the food side and how is that playing into this bigger conversation as well? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say like, that's probably my biggest passion 
at the moment and like it has been i think it's underlying there for a while but i don't, I don't know it's just i've always loved food <laughs> like just loved to eat i was a pretty big kid yeah um but i got into cooking probably like mid high school and just like fell in love with food and every time i would look at say like an injury for instance i would be like okay like what can i change about my food and eating that could help me recover from an injury or um looking at clients and like they're training exceptionally hard and they might be eating like sort of what's standardized to be good food in the in the market mm-hmm. but they're still in a lot of pain or they're still not you know, pain different different way to frame it but they're not getting to where they want to go mm-hmm. so i went down the nutrition route and and like had a really big driver for food and when that full when that sort of started to spiral and I'll just think about that more and more, you get into like, what's the food system doing? Where, where's our food coming from? And what's the quality of the stuff that we're putting in our body? Mm. And that led me to, I suppose, just looking at farming and, and like different agricultural practices and then permaculture. And like, once I found permaculture, I was like, Oh, like this is more than just food. Like this is a, a really unique solution for sort of solving the predicament that we're in at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think beyond the exercise realm, like that for me posed to be a lot more powerful than um, just coaching someone inside the gym. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like if you previously your work was focused on what somebody did inside a class and how hard they went. Yeah. And now you're looking at something that's tapping into the supply chain and Mm. the way the earth is being cultivated and what's the and the food and yeah okay yeah and you studied you went and did some permaculture courses to go deeper two-week course up in um the shannon around byron yeah and it was like life-changing it was was so the dude was like he's just a guru his name's jeff lawton he's like i'm just listening to him speak it's like insane how much knowledge he had around the topic and you're like this is just so much truth yeah like what he's saying and and it's yeah it was pretty eye-opening for sure yeah cool yeah so talk to us let's come back to like the present moment because mm-hmm. uh so we have you know you were coaching mm-hmm. um still teaching yeah, and still now teaching. you've got these passions that you're going all right so like i've got a green light to talk about them mm-hmm. and to build awareness potentially towards a service or towards events or towards types of things yeah um, what are you doing to practically, like, how are you using, you know, content or like talk a little bit about the, um, the starting steps from a practical level that you're doing as a coach in this new area for people, uh, you know, to, to build awareness. Yeah. Um, I struggled with this one for ages cause I just didn't like, it was a lot of self doubt Yeah. whether I was ready to do something that once I, like I said before, like when it against what I thought people expected me to do. Um, I think you and Ruby kind of changed my mind on this one when I was sort of ready to just be like, yeah, like I'm, I'm good where I am. Like I can just keep doing this thing and like keep teaching, keep like just doing what I'm doing at the moment and sort of just lay low. And then I think it was like a Friday or something, you reframed this idea of offer. I was like, I don't really have an offer at the moment. Like I don't have a crystallized offer for you like sort of changed my mind of looking at it as offerings and what can I offer people? And it doesn't have to be anything set in stone. It doesn't mean like, this is what you have to do. I'm trying to sell anything, 
but I can just offer things to people that I think are a good solution or good, um, good tool for them to use and just see what comes of it. Mm-hmm. And I think we always put so much expectation on wanting it to be perfect or wanting it to like sell and like make us successful or earn money and profit and changing. I, I haven't had a great relationship with that in the past, but changing that to just being like, you're just gifting people something. Mm-hmm. So got breath work running at the moment. So I'm doing 31 days of breathing in August. So talk about that just a little bit like specifics because we'll, yeah. we'll come back at the end so people can know where to go. Yeah. But like you, every day you're teaching and breathing. Like yeah. What's, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it like pretty, pretty casual and just like offering people a practice to do each day and, and like just give them little prompts to maybe explore, explore some breathing or meditation or whatever it be. Yeah. Um, but just providing consistency with that mm-hmm. so that people can be like, he's showing up, he's giving this thing to me and I can just jump in and do it. There's no expectation. Mm-hmm. And I think that so far, like it's only five days in, but it's been a really good access point for people. Yeah. Just having conversations with people that are like, oh, I tried it and like, it was really good. And I had, I had a dude message me and I was doing some free diving and he's like, oh, I tried that breath sequence before I went diving. It was so much better. It was so much easier. Mm. I was like, Oh, that's sick. That's cool. And did you, have you found that it's taken even, I mean, you're five days in now, but it's mm. taken like day one, it's, it's taking, it's taking a bit of time to build, I guess, momentum or people to jump in yeah. to, to trust it a little bit. Yeah. So I probably didn't have like the biggest leading that I could, but I didn't really, as I said, have too many expectations for it. But yeah, it's starting to like, it's just building momentum as I just stay consistent with it. And I'm getting more confident, like talking on camera or mm. whatever it be. And I think it's, well, that's a good practice for me. But it's as people are seeing me just show up daily, they can just almost expect it. Yeah. And then it doesn't become this one-off thing where you just sort of, you sit down and write this crazy post, like this is going to change so many lives, hit send, and then you don't post for a month. Like, <laughs> yeah, which I've done many times in the past, but yeah, it's nice to have it be consistent yeah okay cool so what and what else are you doing um so i've got that running and then launching a podcast called gather in on september 1st okay so three weeks away three weeks or four weeks yeah so i gotta get moving on it um i've got a few guests lined up and i've done one so far it's um essentially trying to bring people back together i think we're we're so separated especially at the moment, like beyond all doubts, um, and have a conversation about health, the environment and the human experience. Okay. And just use it as a means to get people that are, that are doing great things just to talk about, um, those topics and bring people kind of back together a little bit. I think we're just, we're, we're going many different directions division. at the moment. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a lot of division. Just a little bit of division. Yeah. Um, what, sort of guests have you had who are you talking about on them mm. um yeah tell us a little bit about so it. i've got as we spoke about the food things like pretty big mm-hmm. big passion of mine so i want to get some some really cool guests on that side of things so chefs butchers farmers people that are doing really cool things with food and just bring food back to being real food again mm-hmm. um, and changing that paradigm a little bit 
the first or the the guests that I've had on so far, he's a um, shapes hand planes, like oh, body yes. surfing hand yeah, planes. He's yeah, yeah. a big client of mine, and like he's done some pretty cool stuff with um, recycled plastics and made a hand plane out of purely recycled plastics from wow. Aussie beaches. And I just like love what he's about. Just yeah. like such a like a forward thinking guy, and he's just just getting people barreled. Like that's yeah, that's his main thing. He's like, yeah. more waves, less pl- plastic. So wow a cool guy yeah that's super cool yeah okay cool so uh you're taking basically you're creating a platform to share the conversation and build the conversation around the things that you're passionate about as well that other people can listen in on yeah 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 um awesome anything else yeah so gather kind of has like I like it. You sort of popped it in my head for me, but we, we, yeah, if you're listening, we were just a couple of weeks ago, we were just talking about the stuff and it, it seemed like the, the things opened up and like, you just got a, a bunch of things that lined up at once. Huh? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to try and get some experiences going. I think like given what opens up, like if we can get together, mm. I think we need it. Yeah. And um, bringing that together around food and movement and all these things that we're talking about, but giving people a real physical, visceral experience mm. that they can take away with them and, and implement some of these things, or it might just be a really pleasant experience for them to come together. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm in the process of planning some little mini retreats, like one, yeah. two nighters and just getting together and gathering together as a collective, gathering food. Um, and just gathering all these ideas and it's like the experience is going to be called gathered yeah. <laughs> hence the name. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's on the cards as well. And that like, I, I need it. <laughs> I you think. should talk to the guy who was in here earlier, Dan, who yeah. was on the previous episode. Uh, they're going up free diving tomorrow, mm. but I think because I think this conversation, if you reach out to a few people, I think you'll find a bunch of people who are looking for this. Yeah. Yeah. Or know somebody or Mm. who will promote it. Mm. Um, Because really would, I mean, that's the thing that's that experiential side of it, whether it's the breathing or it's, Mm. you know, the, the gather experience, it seems to be what we're really missing. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so much out there that, like knowledge there's a lot of theory and knowledge there's a lot yeah. of theory and knowledge and less practice and less practice or less experience um so um then and then you're teaching still how many how often are you teaching the dude two days okay so two days there and it's like infuse is such a lovely space to to teach in and like great community and it, it's still like it scratches that itch for me. Like I still love working with people on movement and mm-hmm. helping them explore their bodies and just do things that they didn't think they could do. And they've got a pretty like old crew over there. Like I don't want to say old. That's probably not the nicest way to say it. Um, people who are interested in longevity. Yeah. Sustain- yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. seeing them like overcome things that they've been stuck with for years mm-hmm. is epic. It's so cool. So this is, I really get excited by this because you're creating a conversation around something that you're interested in. Mm. Uh, We, you know, you could look at it as connecting the people, right? Connecting the market. So people who are interested in breath, movement, food. Yeah. And, um, 
these types of things can start to tune into your content. Yeah. Building awareness around these things by doing building that connection, you're creating opportunity to say, "Hey, do you want to come to this event?" Which you know, sounding like it would be a paid a paid event, something that would generate revenue for you as a creator, but also give them the space to come and engage on a deeper level. Um, how have you found? And maybe we can kind of um, finish up on this, but how have you found? that shift in doing that even though there's no logical reason to be doing that in terms of you're not getting paid to sit at eight o'clock in the morning and do talk about breathing or you're not you know how have you how have you reconciled that because this what you're doing is very important and a lot of people listening can get a lot out of this um how have you what's what have you shifted to go okay i'm going to do this first and then that can lead to the other part. Yeah. I think the main thing was I was not fed up with where I was. Like I just wasn't, I was doing things that I enjoyed, but I wasn't really, I wasn't alive. Like I wasn't fully just passionate about the thing that I was doing. And kind of the start of this year, I made a decision to be like, okay, like I'm not going to fortunate position I was in. Like I had, enough savings to kind of tie me through and and had that sort of set up but I kind of just took a hard stance it's like I'm not going to do something that isn't a hell yes and now having those opportunities to be like this is a hell yes and it might not lead to as you said like eight o'clock breath work might not lead to instant revenue but it lights me up like I get to help people and like give something Mm. um, as opposed to always be taking Mm. like trying to expect something from everything and like i'm getting so much more than i could have bargained for like it's just stuff that gives me energy yeah a lot of people don't realize that with a lot of service businesses there's no financial risk to growth most Mm. of the time so you're having to do work right at least 10 minutes a day or there's right you got to turn on the phone and do do certain things and the energy but to create opportunity, you haven't had to actually uh, sign on lease or, yeah. you know what I mean? Or even this event, you could probably pre-sell, create the event with the audience you build from the podcast and mm. in other areas and then orchestrate something from effectively nothing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's sick. It's like it's, you get in your head more about the risk of, or the fear of doing it then like then there actually is realistic fear or, or like sort of um downsides to doing it this mm-hmm. is like no downsides yeah like writing down potential downsides it's like oh people might judge me yeah and that's that's like the only risk you've got you're not going to lose heaps of money or or whatever it's it's yeah it's almost a no-brainer when you look at it from that lens yeah and you're building a muscle of or an instinct to produce mm. uh, things that people can engage in. Yeah. So is there anything else that's, do you have any other ideas or anything else planned? What's the score going to kind of push this through August? Yeah. Um, what's What's the timeline looking like for you? Yeah, I think for me, it's just, as you said, building that muscle. And I, I just want to see what comes. Like I'm not too fixated on, six months, 12 months, I'm just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do now. And mm-hmm. I know that there'll be, 
new opportunities afterwards. So I think just being consistent with reevaluating where I am and not getting complacent, um, but just being okay to just push this for now and then push a new thing and then push a new thing, push a new thing. And yeah, just keep practicing mm. that. Yeah. It's so cool. I mean, even thinking now you could at the end of the month create a individualized breathing session yeah. for someone and offer yeah. that. Like yeah. I think the, the generosity leading with the generosity opens mm. the door to say, Hey, if you enjoyed this, you know, let's do a one-to-one yeah. or let's yeah. come on the retreat or let's like, yeah, it's just such a, um, it's such a healthy way to look at it. Um, cool, man. Is there yeah. anything else that you want to talk about? Like, or any, any advice you would, or maybe even challenges that are popping up or yeah, maybe if there's any challenges that you're finding yeah. with this, cause a lot of what we're talking about is content creation and, yeah. and organizing, yeah. um, and taking initiative. Is there anything that's challenging or that you found so far? Yeah, I, th- I think the most challenging thing is to cultivate the practice of doing it. So in the past, I would have these intentions to be like, I'm going to post three times a week or I'm going to do this, like this target. And almost just throwing yourself straight into it is probably like a better strategy. Like just being like, I'm going to be here at eight o'clock every single day or my blog goes out every single day. And that's something that you're really big on the daily blog. And I think it's such a, a good tool. You just doesn't matter if no one shows up. Um, but the challenge is to make it consistent. If, if you like, if you let people know that you're going to be there every day, they expect it. And it's like almost like a stronger driver than when you see me like, Oh, I don't really have to do this thing. Mm. Um, but when other people expect me to post a breathwork thing, I can't go from day three to day six mystery days and just be like, yeah, those days didn't, didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you get to the end, you'll be looking for the next thing every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what do you, have you found that you've had like any times where you're like, just, you know, cause a lot of people start things, but then they walk away, mm. um, because it, it got too hard or they didn't feel like it or something came up. Have you felt that resistance yet? Yeah. And what did you do? <laughs> Um, probably the biggest one is just reconnecting with why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Like try to like, just come back to that question of what does this mean for me? And what does this mean for others? And what does this mean for my overall vision? And if, if I do want to get to that place where like I'm helping people like on a big scale or like running excellent retreats, like, and that's the far vision. If I don't do this thing now, that vision is just going to sort of just drift off mm. and not be there. So I think continually coming back to bigger picture visions and like potentially writing affirmations or, or whatever that be on a yeah. day-to-day yeah. is super powerful because those resi- like I, resistance is there every day. You sit down and like I'm still working through that and I wouldn't say that I'm at a place where I'm super, like it's not easy for me yet, but... I keep chipping away at it, it gradually becomes mm. easier. Yeah. So just expect the resistance to be sitting right there when you, you try and write something yeah, yeah. at eight in the morning. Yeah. There's a, there's a, the guy, Stephen Pressfield, who took, mm. I think we've spoken about him, who wrote the book on it, really, The War of Art. He yeah. talks about if the resistance is there, that's, that's the green light. Mm. 
if it's not, you've probably done it before and it's probably, you're probably playing too small, Yeah, <laughs> which I like. Um, and I would say, I agree with if you, uh, somewhere behind you over there, there's like a piece of behind the whiteboard. There's some paper with just dates of things that have to go out. Yeah. And if you tell people and you, they're going to be there, you, yeah. you, this thing is going, this book or this podcast or this retreat is on. Yeah. Like you kind of have to do it. Mm. And I think that's a, a really good thing as well. Yeah. Um, awesome, man. Well, thanks for sharing this. I think there's a lot of value. You know, if you're listening and you've got, and you're in a coaching role or you're contracting or you're even in small business, you know, uh, the question of like, what, what can I do? What can I offer? Like creating something out of nothing based off of where you have experience and where you have interest and where you have some mm. possible ideas that you could share, uh, can be really, really powerful. And my call is that this is going to lead to something really good for you. Yeah. Um, because I just know that when you create without expectations early, that's what's turning the new economy over. Like that's what we're looking for, you know? So I think it's really powerful what you're doing. And if you're listening, um, you know, maybe now's a really good time to get some pen and paper out and look at a few things for September or whenever you listen to this, what, what's possible, you know, anything else you'd like to add maybe where people can find you and that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. So just my Instagram at the moment is where I'm sharing the breathing, the breathing stuff. And I'll be on there pretty promptly to to let people know that the podcast is coming out September first. So that I I I'd launch that and yeah. get that going. So yeah, that'll be the place to go. Are you you might down the line film or create some resources if people miss the Instagram lives or are they saved on your Instagram? Yeah, I'll probably just pop them in um, the highlights. Okay, real but yeah, nice. Yeah, and on Sundays we've got a, a guest guest star who's your first guest i've got um joe fairly this week yeah so we're gonna do that on on sunday so you guys will tune in together with a live how there's two people yeah we're gonna do it actually we'll do it together in person okay i'm just gonna yeah catch up and yeah share some breathing yeah if you are you gonna podcast with him as well i should yeah Yeah, i was just gonna say maybe record it and then you've got that yeah potentially as a side episode yeah with the high quality mic there you go all right, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, we'll have to get you back on after all this is cool. done and see how it's see traveling. what's coming. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for right. your time. Pleasure.